Mm, IP friends, hot gist, real breaking news. Like this is a special episode for me because I was JJ. I just did JJ wait for him. Like ah, let me patiently wait until I do the podcast episode. And then boom, it landed in my DM. But yeah, welcome to IP series with Rita. My name is Rita Alan Richinda. I am a lecturer and an intellectual property lawyer based in River State, Nigeria. Yeah. Proud degree girl, proud degree lawyer, but not talking about that. But if this is your first time listening to my podcast, I talk about recent cases and development from copyright, trademark, patent, industrial design, trade speed, plant variety, and geographical indication. Now, if you haven't listened to my previous episode and you've created something, maybe built an invention, you invented something, consider filing in South Africa and Nigeria under the Sunny um, filing system. And for my returning listeners, you guys already know the deal now thank you thank you thank you for always coming back to listen to me with comments and feedback it means the world to me like when i when i read your comments it just came from chain to chain yeah but yeah let's get into the hot that i have for my ap friends So first, I'm going to give you the breaking news regarding the Domitila reboot case. Now, remember or recall that in one of my IP series content or post, I had said Annie had Annie Jamaze, who was a star of Domitila in 1996, filed a suit sometime last year at the Federal High Court. And in that suit, she was asking for certain things, injunction, anatomy pillar, um, attorney's fee, etc., etc. Now. Turns out that she has a motion um, before the court for an urgent or emergency hearing for that suit that was filed um, before the court. Now, that suit or that matter came up two days um, before the Christmas holiday. However, um, the defendant counsel, now that's the defendant in this case would be Zebe Jiro, Film One, and Film Tribe filed a counter affidavit to her application and when she and her legal counsel found it or saw it they caught code like quote casually like they never ex- they never expected it and then they decided to file a new motion now for discontinuance on the assumption that the case of the preliminary objection challenging her competence right to use and register domitilla and device as her trademark um would not fall through and because she and her legal team filed another suit this year against zebe Giro, um film one film tribe zion yeah zion i think this is zion's yeah but let me confirm i'll confirm the last person and then zebe Giro's um film production company um she decided that she would drop the notice of discontinuance, which basically serves the purpose that she was resor- um, withdrawing the lawsuit from last year. And so the Anton Pillar order will no longer exist because basically an Anton Pillar is like a civil search order where an applicant, someone who owes intellectual property rights, can apply to the court that the court should intervene, um, else serious damage will be done, and there's a possibility that someone like, not someone like, for instance, the defendants who, in this case, is Ebe Juro, um, Film One and Film Tribe, um, would destroy the documents or property 
of the infringing work which is the domitila um and device if they were not put on notice so you basically need to put the person on notice so that it can be seized and preserved um to be used as evidence now this type of remedy is used for emergency purpose and i'm also aware that some equipment were seized for this purpose um another good thing is that so what i need to say that is that the first case for discontinuance was between zebe duo from one film tribe while the second suit that she filed this year um after she discontinued the the, the lawsuit was against film one film tribe zebe duo zebe duo production and the other film company that i was talking about now the court in his wisdom did not grant her the order stopping zebe duo and five others from showing the movie today at the cinema luckily today is the day that the movie premieres at the cinema so if, if you are excited about this case and you want to help um the parties involved make their money or live up to the reboot uh i mean the premiere was did i say i'll say it was glamorous yeah that's it for me but uh, if you want to help them celebrate because there was a premiere as well the drama you know how the alias actors like to do everyone comes all out everyone is looking glam and the rest of them so she also filed like i said she filed a new suit but with the same prayer for an injunction an atom pillar um which was brought by an ex parte motion meaning that the other party was not put so emotional notice is you're, you're pre-informing the other party that is what you want to do whereas an expert you're not even giving them notice you're taking them unaware so there's a motion for urgency to be held during the easter vacation which the federal high court already commenced their own easter vacation early this week i think it was a monday um yeah early this week that was like third of april so her atom pillar motion could be held during the easter vacation break now, it also turns out that counsel for the defendant also filed a counter affidavit to that motion. And now the court has ruled on the issue of urgency on the 3rd of April and on the competency of the atom pillar, which she had um, put forward as well. Um, the court observed that the notice for discontinuance for the matter which was filed in 2022 was yet to be attended to. And so the matter has now been adjourned the 16th of may which is like two days no a day before my bed my bed is 17th and two days before the third anniversary of ip series podcast so looking forward to that i think that will also be you know shock out anyways moving on um so <laughs> the the second um suit which was filed this year also came up um during um vacation for the court to grant leave so I think the leave would be to prevent Zebe Juru, Film One and Film Tribe from, you know, premiering and showing Domitila reboot in the cinema. And also, um, the court also observed that the character of Anin Jemanzi and her lawyer in bringing cases during vacation um, was very... Uh, what's the, I'm trying to look for the right word, but the court did not appreciate that particular act of them always looking to file suits during vacation i mean vacation courts are mainly for emergency cases and the court clearly said this is not an emergency so i'm not going to grant you your request um there are two ways that i need to say that you can end the case first case rather first way is that if the defendant who in this case is Zebe Juru, did not file a defense then you just file a notice with no leave 
in line with order 50 rule 2 of the federal high court which the judge also referred to in their ruling however in an instance where the defendant joins issue with you like um Zebe Jura and the rest did when Annie had filed her suit um you would need to apply to the court to withdraw because they have spent time to respond and they also have the right to be heard which is why the matter was adjourned to the 16th etc etc and then again for interlocutory application which i say you need to put the other person on notice it requires that uh, this um Zebejuro and the four other parties should be put on notice before the injection can be granted and the application was struck out for being incompetent and that is the decision so if you come across it this is like a brief explanation but social media um, headlines will tell you yeah the matter has been dis discontinued or dismissed and i know the sahara reports that i was also forwarded i'm trying to get to it now hold on guys knowledge is acting up as well so if i sound funny this morning please forgive me my allergies have been acting up since i woke up but yeah so so many messages but okay i think i just found it now so the sahara report says court dismisses the nollywood actresses expate application against fellow movie now now going to go into the main issue and how we got to this point where the court is now dismissing or um refusing to grant any of her application and she not having the right to also prevent zebeduro and five others as um film film one film tribe and the other parties that zebeduro's production and the other parties involved as well so yeah let's discuss the do's and don'ts when it comes to trademarking a movie character so i'm going to start with what the trademark is and then we move into other elements relevant elements of intellectual property as well how did we get to the court dismissing this so um and choma and jamaza who played the role of domitila in the 1996 nollywood classic domitila had previously sued um producer and director zebe Jiro, film one entertainment and film tribe media that's the initial suit of 2022 for trademark infringement of the character name domitila and passing of which she apparently applied for a trademark um 16th of september and in her claim she was asking the federal high courts and Lagos to grant her an injunction against zebe Jiro. Film One Entertainment and Film Tribe Media also asking for an account of profit, which is like um, available remedy. So if you sue someone for infringement, you have um, remedies that you can um, rely on. Yeah, remedies that you can rely on, um, such as account of profits, injunction, uh, Anton Pillar, uh, etc. So she was also asking for fifty million naira as damages and five million as cost for litigation and attorney's fees and that domitila reboot be destroyed basically so that's like the summary of her claim yeah well now let's get into how she got to this part so it's like it's doing like our throwback edition sort of so um sometime in november or december 2021 um 
and had been approached so and approached and was approached to um star in the movie 24 years after um she was the star of the movie she uh, was star of the movie and lead actress anyway Debbie Juro reached out to her and for casting to feature in the the reboot um, but negotiation broke down between parties as to the exact amount of payment for her role it also turns out that she was given an NDA which she ended up signing um there was also discussion as to her schedule was being discovered and um, considered as well but the fee was just the issue um when and so basically in a business you best and uh, just in the negotiate and while that was going on um Zebe thing was like the price she had called was ridiculous and not in line with the industry standard in Nigeria and so conversation broke down and in all of this she never even mentioned that she had applied to trademark the title Domitila especially because you know that the process of registering a trademark is not the same as trademarking it so I'm in the process of registering it and someone who has a trademark certificate they're two different things now Zebe Drew finished the movie, you know, and it is premiering today, Kaka, 7th of April, and they have the right to air. And they also had to, you know, sell to a third party to help them with distribution and all of those things. So, Zebe Drew and two others had uh, this film, one and future, that alleged, uh, alleging that Anne's application to register the title of its cinematograph film as Domitila was done in bad faith. On the grounds that her acts um, were going to interfere with Zebe Drew's production, uh, his continuous use of the name for his movie, Domitila, which he had used in 1996, and also, um, I think, hold on. Apparently, the movie was shot um, in 1996, 1999, and now 2023. So it's clear that Zebe Drew has a series for um the domitila movie as it stands do you guys get that part yeah um the they are also alleging that the trademark infringement and registration was an afterthought and and i think i would agree that's my own personal view because like i said that she should have raised that as a as a, a point of conversation oh so guys i i registered or i am registering um a trademark for the lead character role that I did just to inform you guys. But now the question will not be does she have the legal right to do that? I hope as we converse I would be able to answer that question as well. Um it was an afterthought and she wasn't given the right she was also given the right to of um first offer as the lead character in nineteen ninety six. Um and in, in that application that I saw it was Anne's photographs name and image that were used um in her application and for the Domitila movie. No as in the current Domitila movie is not you're not seeing Andy Jemaze's name or face or image used for promotion of the film. So it's a bit I don't want to use the word weird, but it's funny. <laughs> I think that's safer. I think it's just funny why she would assume such. So I think let me just go through. Yeah. So I'm looking at the flyer now you have um Stan Nze, Uzomaka Anoha, Onye Okoro, Odokoro, Deemi, 
Akan Lawan. He, you know, he was popular during and after the election when Banky W lost. But I don't know how relevant that is anyways. He also have Ejiro Onojiafe, Teniola, Aladese, Iyabojo, Chuetalu, Agua. I think I need to watch him because of Chuetalu. I don't know. He also have um, Franka Brown, Sonny Macon, Macdon, sorry. Um, Chinye Wilfred and I can't see the last name. It's not really visible. But it's something, I think it's Elvina Ibru. Yeah, that's those are the the list. Those are the people whose images uh are being used and photographs are being used for the promotion of the film um Domitila. Now if you read if you have read the defendant's um response to the suit, the assignment of the defendant, they also referred to the agreement between Anne and Zeb Ejiro's production as part of her acting service which mandated her not to misuse any confidential information shared and was also found I mean, that after the contract to not disclose any trade secrets or confidential information belonging to Zebe Juro, maybe if we want to expand this to include other IPs and, you know, things like copyrights. I mean, I, I like to stick to just copyright and trademark anyway, but I think... We're also going to expand her her contract. Is there was there a timeline as to um how long um she should not disclose? I would want to assume that is the recent agreement, which is the NDA, which she signed when she was approached, that mandated her not to use misuse any information shared with her. So trying to play a fast fast one will not lead you anywhere. But Zebe Jerome. And film has uh, alleging that Anne's application to register the trademark in class 41 was done to force Zebe Jiro into accepting her acting fee, the, which they consider to not be in line with the um, industry standard and practice in Nigeria. And also, can actors consider, um, can this act rather be considered to be um, a trademark? Um, squatting incident or can and be considered to be a trademark squatter or a trademark troll who i mean these kind of people their job basically is to register um, ips such as um trademark and, and patent and then they wait for you to come and then you have to do a negotiation so it's more or less being done for economic benefits and 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 since zebedrew has been using domitilla since 1996 when he produced the first part and Part two in 1999 and now the reboot in 2023 and has also advertised and promoted the film with dark communication limited users owners of um african independent television hey, okay. i think i'm getting really excited so you will see that zeb has put in a lot of effort to show that he has consistently used um the mark or the phrase domitila because for trademark basically we're talking about trademark trademark protects word signs symbols you know but let me i want to refer to the hold on guys so we have a new law in nigeria called the business facilitation act where it defined um 
what a trademark should currently be under Section 67 of the Nigerian Trademark Act, which is the Interpretation Act. So the new definition for trademark is trademark can be used or proposed to be used in relation to goods or services before services weren't included. But now goods or services have been included to indicate a connection between the goods or services and a person having the right either as a proprietor or as a registered user to use the mark whether with or without any indication of the identity of the person may include the shape of goods their packaging and combination of colors now one thing we need to know again about trademark is that its main purpose is to prevent consumer confusion would consumers of domitila the original domitila link it to anijimanzi if you can answer that question then that means a trademark infringement actually exists or passing offenses but if you if you cannot find any link then there's no case um basically would there be a likelihood of confusion amongst the movie lovers over zebi jeru's domitila and anijimanzi's trademark ap- uh, application i i think not and that is just my own um uh, personal view and i'm not the judge to give a final order but that's just how i see it like if i see the movie zebiju or or sorry if i see the movie um domitila i'll first think of the producer and not even the actress i mean the actress might come in in terms of maybe you're trying to um, tell the story to someone you'll be like oh don't you remember this actress that played this role she was the lead role i was the lead um actress in that movie so um trademark as an ip mechanism functions as a source identifier it helps this distinguishes a movie brand from another uh, movie brand say their competitor now is and a competitor no and is an actress that her services were rendered and terminated after it the movie ended 24 years ago um it also serves let people know okay this thing is a quality product or service so what are those do's and don'ts of trademarking a movie character that we need to take note of first if you're going to conduct if you're going to trademark a movie character you need to do a search do a trademark search i mean the easiest search to do is to put it in google find out if there's a trademark existing for that that's you know um saves you money as well before you can think of engaging a lawyer not just any lawyer, a trademark attorney or law firm to help you to do a search with regards to the character so that no, you, you verify that there's nobody already using that character as a trademark. Now, if you notice, um, big film brands have character merchandising or other sort of merchandise for their products or their films. You need to also work with an intellectual property lawyer versed in trademark or a trademark law firm to help you register your trademark for that character make sure you also monetize it because one of the benefits of trademark is that as long as you consistently use it you do not abandon it you're not you know just leaving it there no one is going to apply that your mark be cancelled or whatever reason they choose to give um you also need to use the trademark symbol um when you've done your registration so for a registered trademark is r in circle why for unregistered is TM. So when you see TM behind in beside the name, just know that, that mark has not yet been registered. Then you need to um figure out how the name and logo or device will be used to establish ownership so that you prevent 
um, potential copiers, people that want to take advantage of your reputation. For instance, now this morning I'm seeing that um, the LUP guy, Steven, has put out a season the season notice telling people you are now they put on notice you don't have you can't use LUP without my consent and conversations are already starting as to what rights he has for his unregistered trademark because it's I mean this was like a month ago 25th of February when the election took place and today is seventh uh, of April which is the premiere of the Domitila reboot movie. So that's a month and a couple of days and you're already putting on notice. But then, I mean, I've seen jerseys with LOP. I've seen a fizzy drink. And then there's, I'm aware of a merchandise um, collaboration, which he did as well. So stuff like that. That's why you also consider, um, you know, trademark options in your search and putting out the symbols as well. You need to also monitor and enforce your trademark. That prevent other people from using it without your permission. You get it? Yeah. Now, the don'ts of trademarking a name. Don't use a character that infringes on someone else's trademark or intellectual property, like this case now. And Jamaze don't wrong go applies if she won't trademark Domitila and device. Meanwhile, Zebe Jiro don't be used it in since 1996. You get and the question now is who is infringing on whose intellectual property right should get there you don't need you don't need to assume that because a character is not registered as a trademark then it's available for use so because say Zebe Junior register you know register Domitila uh and say I see no Domica go down but then again you have issues where uh, because we apply a first to file um IP system where uh, you know the person that files feels like gets priority but then you don't have other um, loopholes in that conversation where you are considering if the person has consistently been using it like has i mean for the decide to move from 1996 to 1993 and now 2023 20, 24 years after it shows you that this person has intention so you also have instances where someone has the intention to use a mark and also want to just do like a defensive registration but this is not a defensive case right now you get um you formally up um then you don't neglect to enforce your intellectual property rights which could lead to loss of ownership and also you can also wait until after your film is completed to start the trademark registration so i think going for what filmmakers can do um you know verify or make sure that the mark you want to register in question or the character you want to register in question is distinctive or capable of distinguishing um your mark so that it qualifies for trademark so that those are like the basic requirement for trademark registration in Nigeria under section 9 it has to be capable of capable of distinguishing capable to distinguish i think that's how the, the law puts it and then being distinctive you get they need to apply formally apply to the trademark registrar registry do a search apply formally wait for your Acknowledgement and accept, acceptance, you know, and then wait for opposition or publication in the journal and opposition as the case may be. Um, then in the case where your fictional character such as Domitila, in this case now, your fictional character such as Domitila cannot be similar to another character already registered as a trademark or even enjoy the good reputation of an registered trademark under common law. So I would say Domitila already enjoys 
um, the limited protection granted to unregistered mark under the common law where they have goodwill and reputation you know all of those fine fine elements now let's move into the statutory requirements for registering a trademark so i'm going to list out a couple of sections i think you guys could you know pay attention to and that can also follow um as defense to trademark and we'll move on to elements for passing off etc etc please stay on the line with me <laughs> i will stay on this episode with me i don't know now, what are the statutory requirements for someone who wants to do a trademark registration within Nigeria? First, the effect of registering and registration and non-registration under Section 3. Now, that section provides that um, the owner of an unregistered mark already enjoys limited protection and has the right to sue anyone who uses their mark without their consent for passing off. However, in an instance where an, an unregistered mark existed first and Annie Jemanze was aware, I mean, she is aware that Domitila existed before she even got a contract. I mean, you already know that when, when you're considering making a film, it begins with a script and a contract with the scriptwriter or the person who does the treatment and then, you know, develops into what it ends up being. There are also considerations such as raising funds by leveraging on your films unregistered or or register trademark so you attract sponsors and investors and when a film or a television project happens to be part of a series the title may may qualify or act like a brand and indicate that each movie comes from the same source as others like we've seen in this case now that zebejiro has a series from 1996 to 1999 and 2023 and that domitila can be linked to him and not an a as the case may be so Anne is already aware that Domitila exists and her art can be considered to be done in bad faith, which I mean the goal for doing that is um passing off. You want to misrepresent Zebes Jiro's um movie or you want to associate Zeb you want people to associate your mark to Zebes Jiro's kind of like you're basically just misleading the public with your action. Then look at what amounts to um, trademark infringement under Section 5 of the Trademark Act. Now, first, what is a trademark infringement? This is um, when someone uses your um, trademark without your consent, permission, and authorization in connection with your goods or services um, to which it relates or in a manner that is likely to cause confusion or deceive the public. So if I'm using Domitila now, um so that people can say oh domitila na that is zebe jiru movie if he be if he be or i want to deceive the public i say okay now and don't register zebe jiru for class 41 let me see i should get the mark you know all those kind of conversation so under section five what the law provides is that um and who is now suing zebe jiru and film one and film tribe media must show that the use of domitila is identical or nearly resembling her own and not and not because she is a prior user because we do not apply the first to use principle in Nigeria. Also that Zebujiro using Domitila was done to deceive the general public. I mean when every I, mean, I know when the publication came out that Zeb was going to do a reboot, no one was thinking of Annie Jemanzi, clearly. 
I'm a he showed me that say nobody did think of an Indianazi. Everyone was talking about Zebedrew, Zebedrew, and even at the premiere, I think I saw a an Instagram post where he was being interviewed, and I was like, hmm, cool guy. But <laughs> other other um, parties involved, such as the film one and film tribe, would you see their action was done to deceive the public that oh this domitila way we won't use na na and get up. So you know what really amounts to a trademark you need to consider that. Then you also need to consider the right of a prior unregistered user, which section seven talks about it protects unregistered mark that were in continuous use and I would say Zebedure have done that from nineteen ninety six to nineteen ninety nine and 2023 7th april where the movie is premiere i don't know who's going to watch it but i think if you okay let me know i think if you would love to watch domitila the reboot i stay in port Harcourt, first of all so if you're in port Harcourt and you're listening to me and you would love to watch domitila the reboot send me an email to ipseriesinfo at gmail.com it's first confessed savo first person and this is like it's not I won't call it a giveaway, but I'm just excited that I, I have to watch uh same way I watched them. What's it called now? Olutre. Yeah, that was on Netflix. I don't know if this is going to premiere on Netflix, but right now it's currently showing in the cinema. So if you love to watch Domitila the reboot, send me an email. Whoever sends it first, I'll buzz you and we'll pick a date and time in any of the cinemas. If it be Kadao, if it be Film One or Genesis, whichever one is comfortable for you. Yeah, so movie date with Amory to watch um Domitila the reboot. But if you also say Lagos because <laughs> like, I know I have listeners I, most of my listeners are from Nigeria, so I wouldn't want to sideline anybody. Uh I've not been in Abuja in a very long time. It's a couple of months now. But Lagos and Port Harcourt are getting. So if you are based in Lagos as well, if you're sending that email, please include your location. So that I would know when I'm reading it. So, Potakod, I would like to go uh, on a movie. I won't call it a movie. They just call it an IP series hangout. Yeah, an IP IP series hangout with you. I'm just see Domitila reboots based in Potakod. You know, and if you're based in Lagos as well, I hope I get into Lagos this month. But if we don't, and uh, you send me an email, I owe you a movie as well whenever i get into lagos yeah let's let's leave it that way but i would have preferred that it be the dummy till i put anyway but moving on um so under section 7 right of a prior unregistered user like I was saying, that the section protects unregistered trademarks such as Domitila that have been in continuous use before the date of the registered mark, which in this case is still in the process of being registered or reg- in the process of being registered right. Uh, and the application commenced in, you know, 2021 when they had reached out to, to Anne Jemanzi. Um, Anne Jemanzi also needs to demonstrate that Zebe Giro's use of Domitila occurred after the registration of her trademark while zeb adriel must show proof of um use prior to Anne in germans's trademark application in 2020 sorry guys it's 2020 missed the date um rather the year and then she must also show evidence of distribution good that, that she has obtained sorry zeb must also show evidence of distribution 
which he has i mean listed with dan A-I-T. A-I-T. <laughs> yeah and now with film one film tribe and the rest of them um the goodwill he has obtained from the continuous use of domitilla and that he never abandoned your registered trip. i would say he never abandoned i mean someone who went as far as you know doing a reboot and is premiering on the seventh doesn't that show you that the person still has intention of using he never thought or had the impression of abandoning it so I, I think so far it's not looking good for Anne. but i'm not the judge you get i would i wouldn't mind being an ip judge someday but you know for now i'm still a lecturer and still an ip lawyer so let, let's stick to advocacy and educating people yeah so next up is rights and legal requirements to apply for um registration under section 18 and first the trademark in question must be a product or service so it could be in form of a name word device or color of the pro proprietor um second is that the applicant or the application must be filed together with other documents required and third is that you must have the right to demand the grant for refusal or, or conditional acceptance in the event that the registrar refuses or conditionally accepts your application which can be appealed at the federal high court who will make a pronouncement of whether the application should be accepted or and then the grounds for the acceptance so basically because i've had that experience where we're doing the trademark registration and um it didn't go through and we had to appeal at some point so these are the instances where you have the rights and legal requirements to actually apply for a trademark so this is what section 20 and <laughs> sorry this is what section 18 i think i need to drink water right now but this is what section 18 provides um next up is section 38 and this is one this is one of the sections that i would love you guys to really pay attention on and this is this talks about rectification proceedings which are used when a registration is considered to have been made improperly unlawful fraudulent confusingly similar deceptive or in violation of the trademark act then it can be struck of the registry and this proceeding can be triggered or commenced by any concerned person. So let's use our life case now. Debbie Jiro can um, trigger this proceeding if he wants to. If he wants. I mean, he has a good lawyer on his team. So I'm sure um, Mr. Roxy will do a fantastic job. Um, I mean, if they've, if they've had the, the case um, being thrown out, I think he has done so well with that. I'm uh, just waiting for the other, um, though, I mean, application was not granted, got her dismissed that, so I would say fantastic job so far, Mr. Roxy, but let's, let's talk about defenses, what are the, the defense available to a trademark infringement, so someone has accused you, what are you going to say to stand up for yourself would you say the use of that trademark was for non-commercial purpose is is Anne Jemazi registering the trademark so that she will not make money i think that's impossible when you're talking about defense of um fair use the main purpose is that you're not making money from that so if you're going to be making money from registering your trademark i mean that's the whole purpose of registering your trademark because you want to make money um, another defense is non-registration um another one is abandonment meaning that you've abandoned the trademark Another thing that will be considered is um, did Zebedee at any point abandon the use? I think so far from my conversation, it's obvious that he hasn't. And I don't want this 
anyone listening to think that I'm so much in support of Zeb because I'm basically giving the two my view on their actions, then the next defense you can opt for is right to use and own a name. So if you recall the um a mortal like case when it was viral you know everyone was talking about it she's going to prevent other people from using the name etc but that is not in relation to that we are talking about right to use and own the name you're referring to the fact that for the product or services that is what you're going to be doing using the name finally oh it's about to go down uh-huh. so finally what are the lessons, intellectual property lessons for those in the film industry? One, always retain the service of an intellectual property lawyer or law firm with expertise in film law. Every creator in the film industry should learn about the Beijing Treaty on Audiovisual Performance. I just read the new some sections of the new app talking about the visual rights and performance rights. So learn about it. Take your time to learn the fundamentals. That's the only way you can be able to equip yourself. You know, they always say, uh ignorance ignorance is not an excuse you get um always identify and document your intangible asset that has commercial value by registering them at intellectual property office in your jurisdiction for instance if you are based in nigeria do your registration in nigeria before you start considering other jurisdiction if you get the money share and then finally darren tang who is the current dg of the world intellectual property organization wipo stated that intellectual property plays a critical role in supporting creators that um, from all parts of the world to succeed from script to silver screen and this comment was made after ah, what was that famous award now that um angela bassett did not win Ugh, trying to remember i think i have issues remembering stuff but that's an aside anyways but yeah so that's it from my end on this episode on the do's and don'ts of trademarking a movie character. Now, another notable um, defense when talking about trademark infringement is called the statutory acquiescence, which is explored when the alleged infringer relied on assurances or act or approval by the proprietor to use the trademark domitila, which in this instance, Anne Ingemaze, who has applied for a trademark in class 41 and has also been aware of Zebe Giro's use, is now claiming that his use is an infringement after 24 years and still went ahead to, went ahead to apply for a trademark registration based on his conduct by reaching out to us. So, <clears throat> This instance now is like when you're talking about an implied contract, someone's like, oh, by his actions, he meant, he gave me the go-ahead to use it. So maybe in her mind, um, or in this instance, if you find yourself in such a situation, you guys can argue that the person's conduct made you feel that they have given you their approval to use their trademark. I don't know, just saying, but this is one thing that I think, well, one, um, area of trademark that i feel people should take note of when you know you have like a trademark infringement suit now let's talk about passing up what do you understand passing up passing up basically relies on acts that is done to um cause some sort of damage or affect the goodwill reputation of another person it's also like a mis misrepresentation that has been made 
um, by the alleged infringer. Um, it also aims to deceive prospective purchasers of the mark in question that this person is passing off on their goodwill and in um, trademark um that they have experienced some sort of damage so what damage would Anne in germans causing her her in her prayer she requested she was asking for a 50 million naira claim and also five million naira for her attorney fee which is like but then the defender countered and sued her i mean they were asking for 500 million but you know one thing is to ask another thing is to prove which you have to do by way of valuation to show that that damage actually occurred. So have you valued the damage to come to the conclusion that, oh, that damage is actually worth five, um, either 50 million or 500,000 naira or 5 million naira as the case may be. Then again, you need to consider the goods and reputation owned in the goods, the name, the mark, the device, whatever the trademark in question might be. Now, I'm going to read out a quote which I found very insightful while I was doing this research. So it's by Lisa P. Ramsey, who's a professor at the University of San Diego School of Law. She said, not commercial use of another trademark that falsely identifies the speaker or product source may be subject to infringement law. Which I, I kind of agreed with her when I saw it. I was like, hmm, this actually came in at the right time. Now, I remember I said that this case has like a multi-layer of IP. However, parties focus mainly on trademark. I know I saw a couple of co publications where they were referring to copyright and I was like, how does Anne has the copyright to the Domitila movie? She'll get. Um, but I, I think a colleague had alluded my mind to something and I had to start. I was like, okay, this is also insightful. So, Domitila as a movie is a cinematograph film under Nigerian intellectual property law. We know that we now have a new um, intellectual, a uh, new copyright law. So I'm going to read out what the law provides in terms of protection. Because I was, I was reading it um, the other day and I was like, wow. I mean, you guys did well, though. So our new copyright law, like, what, what, how did I term it? And there's a way I phrased it. I was like, our rich copyright, our copyright law is as rich as the Nigerian. Um, culture yeah that was how i phrased because i was like i was really i was like ah, ah, wanna try you even if i felt like i mean comments have already been made that oh in light of the public hearing that was held and things that we've experienced post pandemic certain things should have been considered as well so i'm going to read um yeah so i'm going to look at so already um, the new act, which is the Copyright Act 2022 now, um, lists um, artistic works, musical works, literary work, audiovisual work, sound recording and broadcast as works eligible for copyright um, protection. Hold on, guys. I'm trying to confirm something. Let's see now. So what I was trying to confirm is that I noticed that under the old law, there was a provision for, um, so on that section where they're talking about rights, um, given to that rights that are, so they say copyright in a work shall have the exclusive right to do and authorize the following. So the old law as copyright act 2004 had, um, 
exclusive rights for cinematograph works however for this new act i'm not seeing i don't think i read anything on cinematograph but what i did see was on audio visuals yeah so there's an audio visual um provision right now hold on so now you have you don't have cinematograph for again but you have provisions for um nature of copyrights in audiovisual works and that is on that section 11 which provides that um the owner shall have the exclusive right to do an authorized um reproducing the audiovisual work to cause the audiovisual work that consists of visual images to be seen in public and of sound to be heard in public to communicate the audiovisual work to the public broadcast the audiovisual work make any copy of the soundtrack of an audiovisual make the work available to the public by wire or wireless means in such a way that members of the public are able to assess the work from a place or and at a time independently chosen by them, distributed to the public for commercial purposes, copies of the work through sale or other transfer of ownership, provided the work has not been subject to distribution authorized by the owner. Um, make an adaptation of the audiovisual work, make a translation of the audiovisual work or any part and do in relation to a translation or an adaptation of the work any of the arts specified in relation to the work under this section so you see i mean i would say i mean I, I, this is just uh i think this is like the first comment i've made regarding the the new law mm. yeah this is like the first first comment so protection is also for a term of 50 years after the year end of the year in which the work was first made available to the public with the consent of the author or 50 years after the work was created if not made available to the author um <clears throat> that's on that section 19 so i think for the copyright aspect i'm just going to leave it there i wouldn't want to push myself so much um on the copyright aspect but then let's wrap it up by discussing um so i see under so yeah there's another aspect of um intellectual property where um actors and actresses enjoy performance rights and this new law now has expressed provisions for that under section 63 which talks about the rights of um performers so yeah let me go through uh, section 63 now um so it's taking a lot of time to get to the page anyway but let's do it all the same section 63 i mean this section has this new act has um very insight i would say they are very insightful and innovative provisions however they should have done a lot better especially because we had a public hearing so i'm just just want to pass them now because i'm i'm still scrolling to um get to say so i'm close now yeah yes so i'm at section 63 so it says a performer shall have the exclusive right to control in relation to his performance fixation of his own fixed performance and this is not the issue here Reproduction or fixation of his performance in any manner or form if the original fixation other than the fixation excluded by section 68 
from the necessity for obtaining the consent was made without its consent. Reproduction, original fixation made in accordance with section 68. Um, distribution to the public by sale, broadcasting or communicating to the public, and on fixed performance, renting or lending, making available um, to the public. Then, in this, under subsection 1 of sex, um, section 63, it stated performance will include dramatic performance, which includes dance and mime, musical performance, and reading or recitation of literary art or any similar presentation, which is a live performance given by one or more um, individual in this part performer includes actors singers musicians that's subsection 3 or 63 now actors singers musicians dancers and other persons who act sing deliver declaim play interpret or otherwise perform literary or artistic works or expression of folklore irrespective of whether the work was fixed or only fixed during performance so what are the rights granted to a performer um <clears throat> The performer shall apply in respect to any performance on the date of the performance. At least one of the performers is a citizen of Nigeria. And, uh, I mean, if you read the, I think, I think the the first few chap sections of of those this new art is stated there. Um, the performance took place or was first fixed in Nigeria, any country who is party to an obligation or treaty or international agreement. You know, now where the question arises as to country. Blah, blah blah but we're not going to talk about that then he now went further to talk about section 66 and talks about moral rights of performance so a performance has a performer has shall have the right to be identified as the performer in connection with any use of his performance of physician and, and was a performer in 1996 this is 2023 she's not the new performer we have a new face and so i mean you see that a lot we reboot sequels franchises i mean new faces every time um for instance superman we have seen different versions of superman but what's that guy's name now <sighs> i can't remember his name i was going to say he's my original um clark kent and then i think the, this other guy in justice league as well oh still can't remember his name i think it starts from c but <laughs> anyway as a performer, so if you're an actor, actress, you're a singer, whatever, you have the right to be identified as a performer in connection with any of the use of a performance or fixation. You can object and prevent any distortion. So moral right basically gives you the right that even when you have, you know, if you decide that you want to sign off your moral right, to, well then you can't sign off your moral right. You cannot do that under the new law because it said it's inalienable it's in perpetuity um but sometimes you see people sign bad contracts so that happens but then you have the right to prevent any sort of distortion especially when you sold mutilation someone tries to go against what the principle of your movie such as domitila is you know you also have the um your rights cannot be transmit transmissible during your lifetime and even after your death it can be transmissible by testimony disposition or by operation of law. The rights conferred on this items are sufficient for the duration of the performer's right. Mm, exceptions to performance right. I'm not going to read that as well, but I guess you guys already know um, what I'm talking about. In relation to infringement of a performance right, it would include anyone broadcasting a substantial part of the live performance, importing using it for trade or sale, you know. But yeah, let's move on and close for this episode. 
I hope I hope when you listen to me, I've made sense. But if I haven't made sense again, you can always send me a feedback. Always open to your feedback as well. Yeah. So we have finally come to the end of this episode, episode 96. Um, if you listen to the end, thank you very much. I know I believe this is a long episode. Um, but yeah, thank you so much um for listening don't forget to like share subscribe and don't forget the subtle giveaways i have i'm still looking for my co-host for the 100th episode if i don't get one i'm still gonna do it myself anyways um the giveaways to see a movie to see the domitila reboot either in port harcourt or lagos you pick a date and time i'll try i will make myself available for those in port harcourt for the lagos um my lagosian ip friends who will definitely definitely fix a date and it's just one person guys please <laughs> Joe, just one person until then see you in episode 57 which i hope will also be mind-blowing but yeah cheers guys and have a fruitful week and happy holy week as well bye